Hey everybody, this is Bob Argyle. Welcome to the Crush Hail Academy podcast. Appreciate you joining us today. So, quick story. If you listened to last week's podcast, or actually it's probably not last week's, it was two weeks ago, I shared a pretty lengthy podcast. I think altogether it was about an hour long. And really this podcast was... My truth, it was my story over the past 10 to 15 years. Um, There's a lot that's happened in my life. And I'm in a program called Wake Up Warrior. And one of the things, and I'll talk a little bit more about that eventually, but um, one of the things that Wake Up Warrior has helped me to learn was that men are born and really raised to be liars. Men lie to themselves and men lie to others around them. And one of the the main concepts within the warrior movement is simple. It's actually the very first step into this warrior lifestyle. And it's really one profound concept. That is, stop lying and tell the truth. That's it. Stop lying and tell the truth. Most people will think, oh, that's easy. That's simple. I'm not a liar. I always tell the truth. See, I thought the same thing, (laughs) and it wasn't until I really took some time to turn inward and look into my own space, who I am as a person, who I was as a man at 40 years of age, that I realized that my entire life, I've been a liar. I've lied to others around me, seeking validation, wanting to be liked wanting to be accepted, and I lied to myself. I lied to myself about what I truly desired in life. And this is something that most men struggle with. I would encourage you to think about it yourself. Are you truly honest with what you want? in life, whether that's in your marriage, uh, your business relationships, your personal relationships. Are you truly honest with those around you, your family members and your friends? I'd encourage you to consider that. And that is something that we consider in the warrior movement daily. So one of our first tasks uh, in my small unit. We have a group of seven other men along with me. Um, It was to just start living daily, being honest with yourself and with others around you. And it's not easy in the beginning. So I applied a lot of that to my podcast. There's a school of thought out there in the marketplace these days that 
All you really got to do is run out and rent yourself a Lamborghini or Ferrari and lean up against it and wear a nice suit and put a, you know, a motivational quote or something that sounds cool and throw that into the marketplace. And uh, that's what people want. And to a certain extent, I think that's true. But I subscribe to a different theory. And that theory is people in the marketplace today are being just completely overwhelmed with shit, with motivational quotes, <laughs> with fakeness. And people are, people desire to connect with others, especially in, in a business setting. You want to do business with somebody you connect with, with somebody that you trust. And I applied that to my podcast last week, and it was not easy to do. <laughs> I've almost, I've, I've decided I'm going to go, I'm going to do a complete 180 from how I've used, how I used to run my business, how I used to deal with people in my life and acquaintances and friends and family. I said, you know what? I'm going to throw this on its face. I'm going to do a complete 180 and I'm going to be brutally honest with my listeners. And with the support of my brothers in my small unit inside the warrior movement, I put it out there. And it was not easy to do. Funny story. I put this, it was roughly an hour. And it was probably one of the most invigorating things that I've ever done. From a man that's, that's been born and raised to lie to others uh, inside business and inside my personal life, um, it was invigorating to, to finally share my story. And I was almost on this high as I, went, as I read through my story and I, I shared with my listeners a lot about my past and my history and my business experiences and uh, some things that had happened to me that, um, you know, uh, were hard, were very hard for me to work through. So I finish up with the, the episode and I upload it to the platform and I hit send. And immediately after uploading that to the platform, I felt this, this sense of dread come over me. Like, what did I just do? <laughs> I need to get that back. How did, why did I do that? What are you doing, Bob? You know, and I actually reached out to the platform to anchor.fm through an email. And I'm like, I need this back. I wasn't ready to send this out. I need to get this back. <laughs> and they responded back. I think it was an email the next day. And they were basically like, sorry, buddy. Your truth is in the universe. There's nothing you can do about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? And it was over the next couple days that it was funny because so I'm stressing about this and it was over the next couple days that I'm getting notified as these, as this episode is uploaded to iTunes and to podcast crickets. I mean, that's the thing about Anchor FM. You submit it to one platform and they submit your episode to every other platform out there. <laughs> so every time I get that alert on my phone, I'm like, oh no, it's, it's uploaded to another one. And 
I just had to kind of, I had to embrace the suck. I had to deal with it. It was done. My truth was in the marketplace. There was nothing else I could do about it. And every time I got an alert, it was like a kick in the balls. <laughs> Literally like a, a panic attack every time I got alerted. And it, it went out to, I think, five or six other platforms. And there was nothing I could do about it. And the stories crept in about what if so-and-so hears this, you know? What if my ex hears this? Although I didn't put anything in that episode, I wasn't tearing anybody down. It was my truth. But the story still crept in. What if my business acquaintances or my business partners or strategic partners or friends or family, what if, what if they hear this? And then I started getting some feedback and I started stressing about that. There was a, a small circle of people that I shared this with and said, hey, go listen to my podcast. And I started getting some feedback back, and it was less than uh, positive. Um, and it just, it was tough. So I know in the last episode, I said I was going to start sharing this, uh, sharing a new episode every week. It literally took me two weeks to kind of work through this. <sighs> And here I am today. And the funny thing is, after a couple weeks, a feeling of a sense of peace came over me. I was like, nothing I can do about it. <laughs> it's out there now. It's in the universe. And uh, that's, I, I grew to become, I grew to be okay with it. And there's a sense of liberation, a sense of freedom, knowing that it's out there. <laughs> In the marketplace. Because that's what people want nowadays, right? People are tired of the fakeness, tired of the stories, tired of the Lamborghinis. You know, if you earn it, that's one thing. A very close person in my life, my mentor, Garrett J. White, he shares a lot of them leaning up against his Lamborghini. But guess what? That dude earned it the hard way. He didn't go out and rent it. And then go out and get a photographer and say, hey, you know, let's snap a bunch of pictures and just shoot this out because I'm cool. He earned that. And that vehicle means so much to him because it symbolizes all the, the work that he's done in his life to get him to where he's at. So I'm not taken away from everybody that does it, but I'm just, there's a sense in the marketplace that um, nobody can be trusted. We have a hard time trusting people. And I guess this was my one, my first step towards changing that. I, you know, with uh, Instagram, I'm making an effort to share a lot more on Instagram now. And it's not easy to put something out there every single day sharing my truth every single day. Some posts in there that are, um, that are hard to click send on, quite frankly. And uh, I look at acquaintances and other businesses and, and they have thousands of likes, thousands of followers. And I know that the easy thing to do in today's market is to go out and buy likes, buy followers, right? Throw my credit card in and boom, there's 2,000 followers. 
but I don't want to do that. It's to me personally, I'd rather have 300 followers that are engaged with my business, that care about my message, that can connect, that can relate with me and what I'm trying to do than 2,000 followers that really could care less about me. It's not about numbers. It's about building a following organically by doing the work every single day. And you're not always going to want to. But that's how you build something of substance, in my opinion. So anyways, it's been two weeks. And it's been kind of a, a rough two weeks for me to get through this process and even get myself to a point where I can... Um, record my second episode. So here I sit today and I don't regret putting it out there one bit because it's what I believe. So to talk a little bit about warrior and what warrior means to me, warrior came around, geez, two years ago was my first go around with warrior and I was in a pretty dark place in the middle of a divorce. And um, I came across this warrior program and um, I was in it for the next six to seven months. And uh, then I fell off again and kind of fell back into my pit again and uh, back into my self-destructive lifestyle and victimhood mentality. And lo and behold, <laughs> Warrior comes back around, I don't know, 12 months later. And I've been back in Warrior ever since. And working on myself and connecting with other men that are going through the same life experiences as I am and continue to do. And I have an accountability group, seven other brothers. And they hold me accountable on a weekly daily, sometimes hourly basis. And I had a experience happen the other day. I was talking to one of them and I was telling him I had some other things that had come up in business and uh, I have a big meeting coming up next week. And uh, I had to do this podcast and I had to do uh, my next blog. And that was what I was planning to do for the weekend. So I was talking with one of the brothers, my friend Benjamin, and I had said to him, uh, basically, my story, look, I got to put all my creation off for the weekend. I was looking forward to uh, creating this weekend and um, you know, working on my marketing and all that. That's what I enjoy doing. And then I had this uh, bomb dropped on me where I had a bunch of work that I had to do, and I was like, I'm just going to have to put that all off. I don't have time to do it. Uh, this meeting takes priority. That's what I got to do. And he immediately responded back, and he's like, that's a story, brother. You're telling yourself a story. Um, you can figure this out. You can get everything done this weekend. And he was right. I was telling a story to myself. And after thinking about it, reflecting on it, um, I found a way to get it done. This is actually the final piece. This podcast is the final piece to getting everything done that I needed to get done this weekend. So Warrior is Warrior has brought and accountability to my life that I have never had before and holds me 
accountable when I start to tell stories again or when I start to uh, lie to myself and to others. And that's exactly what I was doing the other day. I was lying to myself that something else took priority. So I had to put off my most important part of my business, which is marketing and, and growing and, you know, getting my message out into the marketplace. So my life before Warrior was just that. Disconnected with my children, um, lying to myself, lying to others. I was a wandering generality, pretty much. Just day to day, getting out of bed, not knowing what I really having no game plan for the day, what I was going to do. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew where this day was going to take me? Not taking care of my body, living an unhealthy lifestyle. Um, I've always loved my kids to death, always. They're my life. They come before anything else besides God. And I didn't have a very good relationship with them. I really didn't. Pushing friends, pushing family away. Business was struggling. And most importantly, just didn't really know who I was as a person. I was just figuring myself out. Newly divorced, 40 years old. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> How did this happen? So there was a lot of questioning going on. And uh, my confidence was shot. Um, not in a good place. And when Warrior came around and these other men stepped into my life, um, along with, I don't want to take anything away from uh, some, some men here locally um, in my circle my small circle. It's much smaller today than it used to be, but um, I guess I can put it this way, okay? There were two groups of men that came into my life at a point when I needed them the most. Number one, the first group that came into my life was my church group, my men in life that uh, took the time to sit down with me, saw that I was struggling, um, took the time to explain their kind of their past and how they found God in their life and how God has affected them um, and changed their lives immeasurably for the better. And uh, ever since that moment, I remember the, the first time I sat down with my one friend, Paul, we were in a diner at six o'clock in the morning and he knew that I was struggling. He saw it. We were working together pretty much every single day. So he saw me. He saw um, this just shell of a man just wandering through life, and he took it upon himself to take an interest in me and sit down with me and, and talk to me about God and talk to me about, um, you know, share his story, his personal story, and how he found God in his life and, and everything that is done for him, everything that he has done for him. And my life really took a decisive, it was a course correction at that point in time. I was either going to self-destruct and I was going to end up who knows where, or I was going to take this other path. And ever since then, it's been truly life-altering for me. The men that are in my life right now here in Syracuse, New York, who take an interest in me and um, are there for me, and me for them, uh, we meet 
on a fairly regular basis, and we want to know what's going on in each other's lives and anything that we can help them with and pray for them. Um, that's it's what it's all about. It's fellowship, and it's it's small group, and it's a small group of men that have been there through really probably the hardest time in my life. And if it wasn't for um, me really finding God and uh, giving my life over to God at that point in time, um, I quite frankly, I probably wouldn't be alive right now. So I love this group of men. And then the second group of men that came into my life was these warrior brothers, my, my friends now, my brothers. I consider them brothers because a lot of the time, um, a lot of the times I could not speak to family and friends and people here locally. I just couldn't, we didn't connect on that level. I couldn't have the hard conversations with them. So many times the way they would support me is let's get together and go have some beers and watch the football game. And I needed that. And I appreciated the fact that they were still trying. They were still trying to support me. And that's just, that's the best way they knew how to support me. Because most of these men were disconnected as well. And they were wandering generalities as well. So they couldn't figure out themselves, how are they going to help me? So they did what they could. And I love them to death. And I appreciate them for that. For that, But there's this other group of men that were all at a point in their lives where they, um, they needed to change and they realized that what they were doing in their life wasn't working and um, they've always been there for me. And they hold me accountable now in my business. They hold me accountable with my children and making sure that I'm, I'm making positive deposits with my children on a daily basis and that my children know how much they mean to me. They're they're holding me accountable with my own relationship with God and with my being and uh, you know connection and and knowing who I am as a man. Never knew that. Forty years, I never really knew what the hell made me tick. <laughs> That's crazy. And these men hold me accountable daily to make sure that I'm doing the work and I'm investing in myself and with my physical health. I lived a very unhealthy lifestyle for a lot of years. And they hold me accountable there as well. And they don't take any shit. Like I said, my one friend, Benjamin, literally called me out on it just the other day. He's like, you're telling yourself a story. And sorry, if you want a shoulder to cry on, that's not what I'm going to do. Figure it out. And you know what? He was right. And it was a small course correction, putting some serious thought into this weekend and how I was going to get through with all this. And, um, and here I sit. So that's a little bit about me as far as why I'm doing this podcast. I know I told you last week I'd explain it a little bit more, but I need to, this is almost therapeutic for me. I, I believe I'm passionate about our Dent Smart message, and I'm passionate about how we can help body shops, all right? But there's so much more to this, to this podcast, and I think you're going to find out as the episodes go on, um, it's, it's not just about business. We're businessmen, and 
we're meant to produce. We're meant to strive for something more inside of business. But that's not all we're meant to do. We're meant to be better fathers and husbands and uh, healthier and more connected with ourselves. And that's just so much more than business. And that is what I'm also passionate about. Because as I'm learning on a daily basis, there's things that I want to share. I'm like, I got to share that. I got to get this out. And it's, again, it's therapeutic for me. And I think this could help others. If I can help others in business, whether you're in the collision industry, the body shop industry or not, if my message and what I've gone through and some, you know, some lessons that I've learned can help other men, then that is what I want to do. And that's why I'm doing this. So some weeks I'm probably going to be locked in on hail management, body shops, other weeks, you'll probably tune in and you'll be like, whoa, okay, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't expecting this today, but let's go. That's what brings me happiness and joy. So that's what this podcast is going to do. That's what my objective is, okay? Um, I promised you I'd give you an idea of what it's going to look like, and that's about it. So basically... To summarize, you have no idea what this podcast is going to talk about from week to week. <laughs> I guess it's whatever has inspired me most recently is what you're going to get. But I will try to do this. I will try to always, if I'm talking about a lesson or something that I've learned, what I'm going to do is I'm going to apply that to business in general. So for businessmen that are looking um, for help as far as dealing with their employees and, and uh, dealing with hail and dealing with the day-to-day -day struggles of life. I might not talk about the same exact thing every single week, a uniform thing, but I will always apply a lesson to it at the end. And then if you can uh, learn from that, then great. And that's what it's all about. All right. So that's it. For this week, thank you for listening. Much shorter than last week. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep them much shorter. I really am. <laughs> I got off on a tangent last week. So um, so anyways, thank you for tuning in again. I am your host, Bob Argyle, with the Crush Hail Academy podcast, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. <laughs>